Hey guys, my guest tonight, empath Michelle LeBaron, otherwise known as the Ghost Magnet, has quite a few investigations under her belt, and she's going to be here to share them with us. Be right back. Grab your popcorn and snacks, find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Hey everybody, good evening. Happy holidays to everybody. Thanksgiving is over. I hope you're all rested up from eating all that food yesterday. I am. Great thing with my family and uh, we're back. We're back live, right? I wasn't was live yesterday. Anyway, I want to welcome you all there here. Uh, my name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We're 45 strong up and down the state, which means we can get to you. Might take us a couple days. Whoa, there goes my internet. It's going to be an interesting internet night, too. Remember, guys, just a word of warning that uh, I'm on Xfinity, and so are all of my neighbors. So what that means is that as they get home, you know, it's, it's iffy. So if if, if, if if you lose me, it'll come right back, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It tends to do weird things, especially if it's a heavy news day. Anyway. Getting back to that, California is a big state, so you know we're talking beaches, you know, ocean. We're talking plains, you know, wide plains. We're we're talking a lot of rural areas. We're talking about mountains. We're talking high desert, low desert. So it might take us a bit to get to you, like one one or two days, never more than that. And we do have uh, mediums on staff who could call you ahead of time to talk to you about what may or may not be going on. And in some cases, they do have the ability to calm things down until we can get there. So uh, don't despair. We will get to you. Okay, that being said, tonight's show is great. we got a great guest. I love talking with other empaths. I've been an empath all my life, and I remember going through my, my young life and people telling me that I had this, this huge imagination, that, that that was the stuff I was seeing when I knew better <laughs> than what I was seeing. And uh, so I, I know what it's like to uh, start off as an empath, and then, like, for my, in my case, it kind of... When I hit my teens, because I got other interests, it kind of slowed down, and nothing really happened. And then when I got into ghost hunting, uh, you know, I finally got into ghost hunting. It just exploded, and uh, so yeah, so I went through a whole training process with that. But my guest tonight, Michelle Barron, I'm excited to have her on. I've been uh, hearing her on other shows, and that's why I wanted to bring her on here to, uh, to entertain, you know, to talk with you guys and talk with me. So do feel free, if you're watching from Facebook and you haven't done so yet, feel free to follow. We're always looking for followers. Also, you know, uh, for the FYP at Facebook to get us distributed out more, uh, be sure to comment in the chat room and be sure to leave us some thumbs up, show, show us some love, thumbs up, happy faces, hearts, and all that good stuff, because uh, that'll help us get distributed more. And maybe you're at home and you're eating your dinner, your warm-up leftovers from last night, and there's other people around and... Uh, Maybe uh, after a while, you'd like the show and you call people in to say, hey, there's this little show out there out in California. I think it's a pretty good show. Why don't you come in and watch it with me? Right? It's always word of mouth. That, that's how you get followers. So uh, 
if you feel the need to do that, please do. I'd really appreciate it. Same thing with YouTube. Uh, we we're, we're hit, trying to hit that thousand subscribers by New Year's. So we got what we got a little over a month to do that. We're real close right now. About two fifty to go, maybe less. And I'm real excited. And uh, so if you're watching from YouTube and you haven't done so already, uh, please subscribe. It doesn't cost anything. And I'm very active on the YouTube page and the, and the community page and stuff with you guys. And uh, I always have polls going, asking you guys what you would like to see and things like that. So please feel free to do that. And same thing applies with comments and all that other stuff to put us higher in the FYP and the sharing thing. Okay, that being said, I'm going to bring Michelle on in, and uh, she can tell you about herself, because uh, that's how I prefer to do things. This is a loosely run show, for the most part, but uh, I think you guys like it. Here we go. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about you. Well, hmm. <laughs> I'm here to entertain. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sitting here playing with my slinky white and white. So if I do this, you're not going to lose it and start laughing, right? If I start, you know, oh, fumbling <laughs> when with you them. Said this is going to be a very loosely. It is a loose show, show, yeah. I was like, mm. <laughs> we have fun here. <laughs> we have fun here. I'm sucking down eggnog, so the sugar's just flowing, so we're rolling. That's awesome. I got my bay or my monster. There you go. See? <laughs> See, we got it made. In fact, I had a Jolly Rancher just before the show started. So all right, let's Rancher, do this. Eggnog, away we go, man. <laughs> um, so um my name's Michelle Baron. Um I've been actively investigating for 13 years now. I mean, it, I've, it's all, it always has sparked an interest with me from a very long time, from a very early age, but I didn't get actively into it until 13 years ago. And like you said, you know, growing up, you know, you, you, you were a kid, you, your mind's going a hundred miles an hour as a teenager, you don't think about this thing. And then once you get older, you jump into the paranormal and it's just like, oh, where have you been all my life? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I totally understand that. Um, I, I've, that's just me. I've been doing it actively 13 years. Um, I love making people smile. I love making people laugh. Um, you know, I love the, the paranormal. I love the afterlife. I'm here for the unliving and the living if they need me. And that's about it. So there you go. What message do you have for you know people that have just because it's the holidays, right? It's really hard mm -hmm. on people this time of year because maybe they lost someone during the year or maybe just recently. What's the message you have for people to give them some hope? Because there is hope out there. You know, that's it. There's hope. Um, and what else what also helps is having faith that there is another place where you go and hope. Um, and that I know for sure, and I, I just, I can't explain it, but I do get messages from the afterlife and I have compelling evidence of apparitions and EVPs and, you know, all that. So there is hope, there is faith. Um, they will show you signs, mm -hmm. um, and you'll know those signs, and basically, you know, just keep them in your heart and your mind at all times, and they'll never leave. They'll never leave you. When somebody passes, um, 
you know, because I'm not going to mention names in the industry, but, you know, there are people who, depending on the, if the person's famous or whatever, that go after, I'm going to say, you know, go after communicating with them right away. Is there a, you know, is there a, because I've heard different things from, from different empaths and psychics about the time that you should take to do that. Like, like it takes a month for, for people to get acclimated once they pass uh -huh. over. Is there a set time? You know, it depends on the person, you know, they have, you know, unfinished business or, you know, it does take time. And the thing that I don't like about that is when people like try to communicate with a certain person that just has passed, it, mm -hmm. it keeps them there. It's um, sometimes it can make them um, what you say um, earthbound mm -hmm. because you're not giving them the time to transcend mm -hmm. to the afterlife. And from what I hear from other people, it takes about three to six months to get acclimated to where they need to be and and go um so but i don't i i hate that you know i do your mm -hmm. use spirit boxes quite often right um and you know sometimes when you're communicating you know you may be stopping someone from transcending because they're confused and they want to communicate um okay. I'm there to communicate with them. I'm there to guide them. And like I tell everybody else, I'm not God. I'm not going to say, hey, um, go to the light. You go to Jesus. Go, you know, mm -hmm. I can't do that. I can guide them and give them hope and, and give them insight that there is a light that they can go to and, and follow that light. But I, I can guide. I can't make them leave. So, Absolutely. I, I agree with you 100% on that. That's why I wanted to see what yeah. you thought. You know, it's oh, nice yeah. to talk to other people to see what they think of that because oh, I get so, frustrated with that crap. It, it's so much in here. I mean, that's what I'm here for. That's what I think the reason why I am really put on this earth is mm -hmm. to help the afterlife, to guide mm -hmm. them, to communicate. They show themselves um, to me a lot and speak to me. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a blessing, I think. So I'm very happy that I was given those blessings. Absolutely. Now, when you first started seeing things, what, what, what did you think they were at first? And, and what was the reaction of the people around you? Um, when I first started seeing physical. When they started coming to you. Yeah. When they started coming um, to you. You know, at first. When I started seeing that a lot, I saw it when I was younger, but I don't remember, but from what my mom said that I did see things, uh -huh. um, but you know, I didn't, you know, it didn't matter to me is like maybe right. an imaginary friend or something. But as I got older, like in my later teens, that's when I started to see physical things and, you know, confused, like, why am I seeing this, you know? Um, and then, of course, I became that teenager. And then, you know, I partied. I was a, you know, a, a bad girl, kind of, you know. <laughs> um, but, um, and I didn't think about that anymore, you know, because uh -huh. I was just too much being a teenager, hormonal, all that stuff. Um, and then when I got in my 20s, um, I started dabbling into, like, the metaphysical part of it. Where, you know, I, and I did, I took hits of acid 
and I would go in some spiritual places and I would be there for a while, you know, um, that's in my early twenties. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I can't do that sort of thing. I don't, I, I kind of would be afraid. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, and then I started hanging around these different, a different group of people. We were kind of like a young hippie group where we were all into the metaphysical. We liked camping. We liked, you know, wandering around, doing our thing, um, you know, listening to the Grateful Dead, listen to all different kinds of music, you know, um, and then got older, you know, um, and then I really didn't dabble into the paranormal until I was like, well, 13 years ago. I'm mm-hmm. not going to say how old I am. But. Oh, me either. <laughs> No, I'm 50. I'm 53. So, oh, you're a baby compared. Well, I'm not going to say how old I am either, but I'm within that range too. We'll just say that. Yeah. It's like the older you get, it's like you've been there, done that growing up, Uh everything. Now, now you're open. You're, you're wiser. Uh You learn. And, and to me, I've, it's my gifts, my, my blessings have Uh in heightened more and more and more the more i dabble into it and learn about it and learn from others and teach others and here i am (laughs) so it's pretty cool well you've been doing this for 13 years have you seen uh, i've seen changes you know as far as the way uh the investigations go in the paranormal you know part of this in general what changes have you noticed the most, the one thing that I, I, I just despise is the ego. Um, people being egotistic, uh, wanting to be famous. Yes, I've been on TV shows. Yes, all that. But I'm not on it for that. I'm right. on whatever I've been on mm-hmm. to share my experiences with people and to teach people of my, about my experiences. Um, I... I cannot tell you that, you know, TV doesn't pay me as much as I make yearly in my full-time job. So Mm -hmm. I will do it, but, and I will enjoy it and I will love it, but I'm extremely humble, um, very caring person. And I love the paranormal. It runs in my veins deep, deep Mm -hmm. in my veins. So I, it's the ego part of it. And yes, I have haters because they they're jealous of the things that I get. They're uh-huh. jealous of who I am, how loved I am. And and you know, that's a very sad thing. Uh-huh. Um, but that that's some of the reasons and the changes. In the beginning, it was like it was fun, you know, uh-huh. learning and you know, the old school stuff and now uh-huh. the new stuff, new school. We've got old school methods. We've got new school methods. Regardless uh-huh. what method you use, if you use it for the right way, uh-huh. it's not a wrong method. Right. And you get all these people poo-pooing all these technology and and then all these old school things and new school things. I mean, that that's crap. Whatever uh-huh. you have in your heart and whatever you feel about the paranormal, that is the right method absolutely and that you're doing it the right way absolutely and we have that in common with my team you know we've had a couple opportunities for shows over the years and my thought has always been because you know there's always team members going that's going to be so fun let's do this 
I thought, you know, because my goal is to help people. That's why I'm yeah. out. That's yeah. what the main goal is, you know, to get out and help people. So my my thought was always, if it happens, it happens. You know, if it doesn't, we're doing what we're, we're we are where we're supposed to be in the big scheme of things. Yeah, you know, it's fun. It it yeah. actually is fun to do. I mean, it's great. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I I I'm not famous. I mean, I'm known in the field. Right. And I'm respected by very many because of the compelling credibility that, that I have, the compelling evidence and everything. I've got the proof in the pudding right then and there, right in your faces. But right. I don't put it all out there. My stuff that I have, I usually use it for presentations and for learning purposes. Sure. I don't sure. go out there and go, hey, look at me, look at me, look what I caught, right. look at me. I don't do that. Mm -hmm. um, but I like to share and I will share with people if they want to see it. So do you me. think that, do you think that TV has changed things for us as paranormal investigators because people are watching these shows? Well, yeah, because a lot, well, you know, our older, our older generation, you know, um, we're watching all these shows, all these TikTok investigators, all this, right. and they think that there's demons, and they think that yes. there's everything is a demon, yes. and um, you know, a lot of it's faked. You you watch it, you see it. It's it's just more for clout and more for fame purposes. Um, that's all everybody wants nowadays. There's a very minimal few that is actually in it for for the love of it deep down inside mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and to help others. So, and I'm going to be blunt and honest about that. So, cause I, cause it's the truth. It's so. very hard now. I mean, I think our job as far as doing these investigations is a lot more difficult because of these TV shows, because people see that stuff and right away, it's no longer, I mean, if you think about 13, 14 years ago, when you did an investigation, you went to somebody's house, it was uncle mm -hmm. Bob. People, people thought yeah. it was a relative right away, you know, so, the, yeah. so you didn't get that. Every phone call I get is, oh, I, it's a demon. I know it is. You guys have to come take care yeah, of it. Yeah. And you know what? After the, you know, I got started because the love of watching uh -huh. the paranormal shows. I was like, oh sure. my God, I really like this. This is my calling. I got to do this. Right. I did it. But my eyes... I, I'm, I mean, they're wide open. I right. see what I see and feel what I feel. And I'm like, Ugh, you know, but, and also when you're doing residentials these days, it's extremely hard to know whether or not it's true or if it's fake. Mm -hmm. It's like, and, and with me, I've done probably over maybe a hundred homes, a hundred plus residentials and 20% mm -hmm. of those residentials were legit. Mm -hmm. The rest were either because people were not mentally stable, mm -hmm. uh, people on drugs, and mm -hmm. they've been like up for days mm -hmm. um, uh, because they want to see what they see on TV. And it's nothing like that, mm -hmm. you know. So, yeah, to me, I think 20 percent out of 100 percent residential homes are legit. The rest is all, hey, I want to see a show. Can you be a circus act for me and, yes. and come in and show us all your toys and and show us what you do? I mean, that's basically my feel on that. 
it feels good to talk to you because now I know it's just not me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> after 18 years, I guess, you know, after 18 years, I, I ended up with an attitude. You know what I mean? Oh, you know, yeah. I've been in situations where, because we can't afford all that fancy equipment either. So no. I've been in situations you know where you, we you, got, you have uh, your, what is it? You have, you have your feelings. You right. don't always have to use the equipment. The equipment, the only reason why I use equipment, if I can't get a hold of anybody to come through mm -hmm. to me, I will do other methods to see sure. if that might, you know, spark an interest in them and then they will come through. Um, but yeah, it, and you also have to think about too, is you want to go into their home and do a walkthrough first mm -hmm. before you say, okay, and, you know, prior to that, me doing that, I went into them and I'm like, oh, God, I should have, you know, checked it out first before I went in there. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, and I've helped quite a few people, too, which makes my heart happy. So Absolutely. We do have equipment, but not what they, you know, not what a lot of teams have and what, and what you see on TV. So I've been in situations where we've walked in and they look at us like they're disappointed. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> we don't need all this all that crap. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep, I get it. Um, I'm impressed with your work. Oh, thank you. I've, I've been following you. I'm impressed with your work. And can you tell me now, now that we're talking about equipment? What do you think is like one of the best pieces of equipment to come out in the last three or four years? The best piece of equipment to come out. In how many years? The last three or four years, maybe. Five years. Um, it's all, there's so many. I mean, you've got all these gadgets. The REM pod is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, I like the REM pod. I like the EMF detection, um, the static detection, everything about that. I think mm -hmm. that's my favorite. Okay. That's yeah. cool. I've got some cool stuff. I got great interaction with a REM pod. Um, it was like blinking a whole bunch of times. And yeah. I said, um, can you turn it to green? But it kept going to all these colors. And I go, green. And I pointed at it and it turned green. That's awesome. Yeah. And that was pretty cool. So I like the REM pod. I'll give you a hint on something that you wouldn't expect. You have to order these on eBay. They're called Firefly in a Jar. Oh, I love those. I've been looking for one of those. Yes. Yeah, you can find them on eBay. Oh, it works great. I even, I've even had ghosts comment on them in EVPs. Yeah, that's so cool. They get so into it. Yeah, and it's so, kind of so generic. I mean, you know what I mean? It's not like the high-tech stuff, Yeah, but it works. Yeah. You know, I've even um, on my team, my, my uh, founders on one of the, my teams that I'm on, um, they just put like a copper wire and a light piece of uh, aluminum foil in a mason jar and yeah. they have the copper up top. So anything that touched it, the, the, the aluminum foil would flutter inside the mason jar. So yeah, it's just, you can, I love playing with toys. I like going to stores mm -hmm. and buying interactive motion sensor voice yes. activated toys instead of paying $300 for a boo bear. You know, you got this. For 45. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, do, I do the same exact thing. Yeah. I, so go in, I go into Walmart and I walk around all the toys and I look like a crazy person. 
but I get the good stuff. <laughs> right. I've got an R2-D2 that I put in hallways. I got him. See, there you go. See? He's interactive. He's amazing. And he's my favorite. There so. you go. <laughs> there you go. See? See? We have a lot in common with the way we yeah. think. Tell me about some of your investigations, you know, because you've probably done quite a few, obviously. And to sort of, which types of investigations tend to affect you the most? Is it the ones with children? Or maybe some, maybe older people. Um, you know the ones that affect me the most is yeah there are children and older people, but the the location in okay. general, um, uh, things that have had bad things happen um, mm -hmm. inside the buildings mm -hmm. uh, affect me um, deeply, like the one where I go to, and I think I'm going to show you some compelling stuff here in a bit okay. um um so what it is is that um the prisons prisons asylum, oh, wow. that. Yeah. things things that have horrible things happen because of me being such a sensitive empathic person oh god it it affects me i mean i get movies pictured movies in my head um i feel it oh it's it's just so overwhelming um, those those places are the worst for me. Um, I love them though, because mm -hmm. a lot of activity, tons when of you, activity. When you get into a place like that, because I know like the Brookdale Lodge, there's a lot of ghosts in there, a lot mm -hmm. of activity. How do you pick and choose who's going to talk to you, or, or or do they pick and choose who talks to you? They pick and choose to speak okay. to me. Yeah, okay. I just don't go. I don't go. Well, if I do actually see something. I will come through and say, hey, I see a gentleman, um, you know, um, bushy eyebrows, you know, goatee or whatever. I can see you. Can mm -hmm. you please make yourself known or mm -hmm. whatever? And, you know, a REM pod would go off or, you know, mm -hmm. something like that, which is pretty cool. But it's very rare. Usually they come through. Okay. okay. Especially when I'm around other people because, you know, sometimes they're very hesitant. Mm -hmm. um, especially if there's people around me that aren't, that have a different type of energy that they don't want nothing to do with. So. Mm -hmm. Now talking about a place like, like a prison or someplace like that, how do you prepare yourself for all the energy that, 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 that you're going to encounter there? Um, I do this, but the thing I'm going to show you, um, okay. hopefully I'll turn off my glamor light. So um, you'll be able to see it. <laughs> um, so um, what I like to do is I like to ground and shield myself before I go into any location anywhere, even if it's not, you know, uh, have a history of bad and good. It's, mm -hmm. it's, you know, spirits come and go as they mm -hmm. please. You could be in a really nice place and something nasty can come through. Sure. Um, so you should always shield and ground yourself so that you don't get attached. Mm -hmm. And myself, being the dumb dumb that I was at this time, I didn't shield myself and I was in the death chamber at the prison. Oh, wow. And um, I'm going to tell you about it real quick. I'll show mm -hmm. it to you. Um, but I was in there and Susan, my friend, who also runs the, the Nevada State Prison, um, she goes, Mish, she goes, um, I need you to open this cell door. I'm not strong enough. 
And so my friend, Tammy Benjamin, she filmed me opening this. Now, I don't remember any of it. Absolutely none of it, me opening the, the um, cell. And um, I walk over to the cell and it's slow motion. And I stuck my finger and I whoop, swung the opening, the, the handle, like, like I was some strong man or something wow. with my finger. And then I pushed it in, pulled it. I don't know how to open that door. Never mm -hmm. opened it in my life. But it was like I was professional at the way I opened that door. Um, but I didn't know what was going on. They were filming me and they didn't see it till they played it back. And what happened is this serial killer that has lived in the death chamber area, he, he travels through the prison. His name is, and I'll read you who he is. Um, his name's Carol Cole. Um, um, so um, what happened is that um, he attached himself to me. And when you see me turn around and look at Tammy, my mm -hmm. face is morphed into his face. I'll wow. show you the video. Then I will show you. Oh, this man has taunted me and has done some screwed up things like four times already to me. And then the fourth time he attached himself. And it is Jeez. absolutely frightening. Um, so, I mean, he, he was hovering above me. Friends saw him. We ran out. I mean, he spoke to me. Um, disembodied where people heard it, which is very scary when it's just me and another woman. Right. Um, uh, three of us, Tammy, Susan, and I, we were in the in the women's bullpen, and um, um, we heard on our EVP, um, no, and get out, like that. And it's just wow. us women, you know, just us women. <laughs> so that's very weird to have a male voice come through while it's yeah, just us women. That, wow. So wow. anyways... He attached himself. I didn't remember. And I'm going to tell you this. I was scared to fucking death. Pardon my French. Mm -hmm. um, I was scared. And um, I opened it, not remembering a damn thing. Um, so I'm going to read who he is. Okay. Um, it is uh, Carol Cole was born in Sioux City, Iowa, the second son of Laverne Cole uh, and Vesta Cole. Uh, his younger sister was born in 1939, and soon afterward, his family moved to California, where Laverne found work in a shipyard. Uh, not long ago after that, Laverne went to fight in the World War II. World War II. While his father was away, his mother had several affairs and sometimes took Cole along in, on her rendezvous, threatening to beat him if he told his father Vesta was emotionally abusive to Cole and dressed him as a girl at school. And he was teased about his girly name by his peers. So now, so you always should ground yourself and shield yourself when you're going into any type of haunted location, because if you don't, you'll get attached. And this right here is pretty compelling. I'll show you the video. You'll see my face, it uh -huh. changes. I have these jowls, and then when you look at my eye, you'll see like this black line go above my eyelid, which Carol Cole has these really distinctive eyebrows. Mm -hmm. So it looks like his eyebrow came into my, um, 
and and then that's just, it's just creepy. Then I'll show you a side by side photo where you, I have his nose and I have his mouth. All right, let me turn off the 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 sexy light here. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> All right. Okay, let me see. How do I how do I flip the camera? Oh, I can't. I don't know. Can you see that? Yeah. Good. Really good. Really good. Really good. Hold on. How about there? That's good right there. Okay. You ready? Yes. I'm turning it. Now watch my face. I look dead and I'm smiling. Can you see? A little, yeah. Now, when you look at my eye, hopefully I can, you can see it. Oh, yeah, I see it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh and then as I walk in, I say, oh, boy. Yeah, unmute. I'm opening it, the death chamber. That place right there has over 50 some odd people that um, died in there. Wow. And it's only been open like three or four times. And then I walk in and I go, oh boy. And that's when I snapped out of it. I had no idea I opened that door. I had no idea I looked at my friend like I wanted to kill her. Because that's not my demeanor and not my who I am. <laughs> and then you'll see me walk in. It's in slow-mo. And then I step in and it stops the slow-mo. And I go, oh boy. Okay, so that's so that's wow. that. Now I'm going to show you a picture of him. Okay, here's my face in close uh, close motion or slow motion, but closely. When you see my eye, you'll see this black line go across my eye like eyeliner, which is pretty cool. I mean, it's not cool; it's kind of scary, but it's cool. Um, so let me start this. So here's my face up close. Okay, so that's the slow mo. And now the picture of Carol Cole and me. So I have his mouth. And then I have his nose. So there's my face. Wow. Okay, there's my face. Uh, there's the bottom one. I'm trying to find it. Let me get it. The bottom one. See the bottom? Yeah. Oh Look my at gosh. his mouth. And wow. then the top, his nose. Now, if I can, I wish I could show this to you better, but if, look at that. Can you see it? 
Yeah, that is incredible. That's not me. <laughs> wow. So yeah, that's the this the creepy creepy thing that happened to me. Um, when you're not uh, when you're not grounding yourself and shielding yourself, that is what can happen. Now, along that line that you experienced that, were you exhausted after the investigation? Because that usually oh. happens to me. When I take a hit, boy, I'm down. Oh, yeah. Um, so what happened is I had my friend Susan, Tammy, and Colin and Connor from Paranormal Files. Um, right. So I ha you'll, um, it's also filmed on Paranormal Files. They just released it. Right. Um, I'm going to shut this down real quick. Okay, so... So I was tired. I was spent. And mm -hmm. Susan was not acting herself. And she's like, I think I need you. Um, yeah, my friend Liz, my friend Elizabeth Luna said that that's not even your face. It's crazy. No. That's my really good friend. Um, so um, she got hit. So what actually happened? Let's do this again. Let's turn this around. So okay. I left the death chamber and I went to the viewing area. I was tired. I was exhausted. And um, let's go this way. There you go. And um, so Tammy went in there and she was acting, you know, odd. She was like very soft spoken, very kind to whatever was in there. And I'm thinking to myself, what the hell? These men... <laughs> that man that's in there has killed over 53 plus people and you're talking nice and i looked at susan and i go get her the fuck out of there get her out now so they took her out i'm like she's like yeah i'm not i'm i'm kind of feeling weird i'm like okay let's go so i went outside took them away from the prison yard out to the mm -hmm. front um on the ground where the earth is the dirt and everything and i said okay well, i'm gonna pull it from you and that's one thing that i have that is a scary thing is that i can pull negative energy out of people and put mine into them and it's it's insane i mean i've dropped i've done it to like six foot four men and they've they've dropped in my arms um so uh so anyways i pulled it from her she felt good then I went back inside and Susan was sitting in the office with another docent mm -hmm. and she wasn't feeling really well. And I'm like, are you okay? She goes, uh, I think I'm going to need you, Mish. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I grabbed her and we went out to the yard. I cleansed her, you know, fixed her up all good. And then we were sitting in there and I literally laid on the dirty, nasty rug that was in there and I passed out cold. I was sleeping while Colin, Colin and them were doing their investigating and stuff. I crashed on a dirty floor snoring like crazy. And then I woke up and I decided to, you know, I think I'm gonna go into the view room, like the little network room where all the people go in and do all their networking. And so I went in there and he was slumped over in his chair. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, because I know Colin and I know he's right. not like that. Um, he's empathic too. He's a very sensitive human being. And mm -hmm. uh, so I looked at him and he lifted his head up and he looked at me and I knew, <laughs> I'm like, oh geez. You know, and he goes, Mish, I need you. And I'm like, oh, fuck, because he's a big boy. You know, right. he's tall. He's just stout. 
And so I pulled it from him. I was spent. I was so spent, so exhausted after that. But he told me that he had the most spiritual feeling when I was trying to pull that, when I was pulling it from him, he could feel my hand going through, uh, going up his body with his eyes closed mm -hmm. and the warmth as I was putting that shield around him. And he said what he saw at first in the beginning was mm -hmm. when I had the, had him imagine that ball of light at the bottom of his feet. Um, he said that it was dark and he saw this creature kind of that looked like um, Nosferatu the 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 uh vampire demon looking right. thing and i'm and i'm like okay you know but other than that i fixed that but um you always got to be careful um absolutely i can see the signs when people are because i've seen it so many times and i've helped so many people um mm -hmm. i can see their facial expressions their who they their face is not quite right mm -hmm. and then i ask are you okay and they're like no so, and then that's when I continue to help. But yeah, it's, that's some crazy stuff. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. <laughs> I do. You know, body language is another way to tell too, because I have a oh, couple yeah. people on this team that are channelers and I can tell, you know, they'll be walking across the room and then all of a sudden their, their, their shoulders are hunched, you know, and, and their walking is changed and it's just like, oh, yes. no, here, here we all go. That. Yes, yeah. you're right. Their demeanor, their their physical ways of things they do. Yeah, mm -hmm. you can tell, mm -hmm. especially when you're highly empathic and sensitive. So, I had one instance at the Woodland Opera House where I was filming, and psychic, you know, the medium comes downstairs, and she looks at me. Her voice is lower, <laughs> and she looks at me, and she goes, "No photographs." Wow. Yeah. And it didn't occur to me at first because somebody else went, it's not her, right? And then it dawned on me and I thought, right, I've got a video camera. Why would she say no photographs? I've seen photos of people's faces all morphed. Yeah. It's creepy. It is so, it's weird. It's like, well, sometimes they can get in you and then morph, but also they also go in front of you and mm -hmm. morph. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you, there's two different types of that. So it is yeah, creepy. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, we said it at the same time. We did. We did. <laughs> Pittsburgh. You know, I, and I also had someone on staff that when this would happen, I don't know. Could, I mean, as an impact, I've never had it happen to me. So I'm just asking this out of information. Are you able to control, you know, when somebody does that with you or, or is it just like a, an instantaneous thing? You know what? I've, I've been attached maybe twice. Uh -huh. And I don't recollect anything. Okay. I don't okay. remember a freaking thing. Okay. I, it is so bizarre. It's like everything, like, I'm like, I'm there, but I'm not. Okay. It, it's like my time stops. Uh -huh. it, it, but, but it, I'm there, but I don't, okay. I don't, you don't know. You don't know if okay. you're attached unless maybe partially attached where you're kind of getting the feelings like sick to your stomach, lightheaded, okay. that sort of thing. But when they okay. jump you, you don't know. Okay. And that's a very scary thing. Extremely scary. That's what I was wondering because one of the people that was on my team, all she'd have to do is walk across the room yeah, and her personality would change, you know, she went across the room. So I always wondered about that. 
Yep. No, I, I, to me, yeah, I don't think you, unless if you're fully attached, mm-hmm. you don't, you don't remember a thing. If you're partially, you know that when you're not feeling good and something's mm-hmm. up, it's something trying to get at you. Um, mm-hmm. But when you're jumped, mm-mm, no, absolutely not. That's some crazy stuff. Yeah. So did you, <laughs> is that, did you guys ever go back to the prison? I go all the time. I'm, I'm a docent there. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. I love it. Um, I didn't love it, but I haven't gone back after the fact. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just, you know, he, he always shows himself. He always does things and it creeps me out. <laughs> it scares mm-hmm. me. He knows he scares me. And I'm not scared of a lot of things. I'll mm-hmm. go into the haunt, most haunted, crazy ass place. Like, yeah, let's go. I'm in there. But he frightens me. And he knows it. He's powerful. He has taken so much energy from so many people and so many souls that he is, he's no joke. He really isn't. And I mean, everybody that has been at that prison has had experiences, not not quite with maybe him, but a Mm -hmm. lot of experiences with all the prison inmates that have passed there. Yeah. Right. Crazy. Uh, there's got to be a lot of negative energy in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Down. yeah. And you know what's sad? There are some back in the day that were hung or mm-hmm. uh, been mm-hmm. shot or even lethally injected mm-hmm. when they were not guilty. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the day, not lethally injected, but hung and shot. Right, 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 you know, right. Like in the 1800s, they did something really that you could do like do a crime that maybe got you five years in prison he, nowadays right. where they put them to death, which is right. extremely sad. And we do have inmates there that are kind and protective, mm-hmm. especially the women. Cause when that happened, we had to go back in and close up everything. Mm-hmm. And we asked the women to help us, to protect us. And mm-hmm. Susan has it. I, I hope, I can find it or have her show me. Um, but we, as we were walking, we could hear the women, you know, laughing and talking, you know, like they were behind us, in front right. of us, protecting us, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was cool. Has anybody ever attempted in there? I know some groups do it, some groups don't, but to get him to the point where, where you guys can calm him down and cross him over it all. Um. I don't think he wants to go. Okay. Um, you know, if they ask, yes. But, you know, and, and Susan's very, very um, stern on her rules there. Mm-hmm. Um, like no Ouija boards, no right. no rituals, no nothing. If you're mm-hmm. caught with any of that, you're out of there for good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she takes very good care of that prison. And so does the other docents. I mm-hmm. mean... It's probably one of the most cleanest up, upkept prisons you'll ever see. Um, mm-hmm. You know, most of the prisons that are abandoned and no longer running, um, they are um, in disarray and very uh-huh. sad and just very. And that also, too, brings a lot of nasty, negative things and sadness and all that is the, the upkeep of the, the buildings. Right. Yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, a situation like this, how are you able to keep him there? Or did he did he go home with you? Or were you able to keep him at the prison? 
No, he doesn't go home. He stays. Yeah. He doesn't follow you. I mean, I ask him. And you know what? A lot of people go, you stay here. You can't come with me. You really can't tell a spirit to do that. They come and go as they please. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? And yeah, we can say it, you know, in hopes that they say, okay, we'll just stay here. Um, But, you know, he, he just, I can tell if he's come to my house because I do have spirits in my home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they've been here for quite a long time and I don't think they want someone else coming in here. So, but other than that, you know, I don't feel any other spirits in my home, but the ones mm-hmm. that have dwelled here for quite a while. So I and, don't know. Uh, and that being <laughs> said too, you can tell right away. Oh yeah. I know. The your house because I go through that too. You yeah. know, if something follows me home, but you know, it's like, yeah, I can definitely tell. My neighbors think it's funny because, you know, because they know what I do. So I open up all my windows and doors and I'm, I'm just like, get the hell out of my house, you know? Yeah. And the neighbors go, oh, you brought one home, huh? You know? So, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you know? That's awesome. When you're doing a residential investigation, how do you handle that as opposed to going to something like a prison? Is, is there a different way that you handle it? Well, yeah, because I'm there. I mean, I go to the prison, you know, it's a haunted location where people do overnights and they investigate Mm -hmm. and all that sort of thing. But a residential is totally different because these are people that need help. They Mm -hmm. want us to help them um, Mm -hmm. because they they're suffering in some way. The prison is totally different atmosphere. Um, A residential is way different than that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. If they wanted help, I I would do my best, mm-hmm. but they never ask. Okay, okay. You yeah. know, usually when you're doing EVPs or right. even spirit boxes, they're like, "Help me," and then we ask them, "How can we help you?" And that's how we do it. But for real life human beings that are alive mm-hmm. that need help because there's things in their house that is unexplained, it's a totally different type of investigation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, and it's horrible to say, you know, because we went through a period where we were doing so many residential investigations, it's stressful because you're dealing oh. with somebody's health and health, you know, mental health and everything else. That when you do get out to an old hotel or some other place, it's like a vacation. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's very exhausting um, mm-hmm. to do residentials because of their their the way they're feeling and sad and scared and you know, hoping that it is Aunt Margaret, you know, or mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, we try to see mm-hmm. if it's their Aunt Margaret. If they mm-hmm. come through, they come through. If not, I, you know, or if it's a bad feeling. I can actually walk into a place and feel that there's something extremely negative in mm-hmm. that building. And and you probably know, too. It's our body becomes entombed with different types of energies. And I felt energies that I've never felt before that I can tell you is it just comes to mind. It's extraterrestrial the mm-hmm. way the energy is. There's so many different energies um, and your body just feels it and knows it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was just thinking too, you know, that's what people don't realize about what we do is that you have to be really careful especially on residentials, you know, you mm-hmm. have to, you have to, you have to have, you know, be a psychologist. You have to look at different things. You have yeah. to look at medications that they're on. You have to look yeah. at all the possibilities. How to go through their medicine cabinet. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, one time we did one and we didn't do a walkthrough and we were investigating and we walked into a room and there was a foil with a straw and a lighter with, and, and then in the foil was residue. And I'm like, oh gosh, they're tweaking, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, you're right. It's, it's totally different. Yeah. A lot of responsibility. Mm -hmm. responsibility. You don't want to claim that there's a demon in there and scare the hell no. out of them. Right. You don't right. you don't even want to tell them that there's something negative. You mm -hmm. go in there, you are there to help them try and fix that, what mm -hmm. they're feeling. You don't want to go, oh my God, there's a a, a a demon in here. And that's that's terrible. And people mm -hmm. do that. And yeah, then one thing that really upsets me is when people charge to help people. Oh yeah. I don't like that at all. To to go into someone's house, someone's house that has a demon, you can mm -hmm. refer someone to them mm -hmm. and have that person do that as well if you're mm -hmm. uncomfortable with the situation. You can always refer others to help the people. Absolutely. I agree 100%. 100%. Mm -hmm. Is there any uh, particular residential investigation that you've done that stands out to you? Um yeah which was really cool um <laughs> it, it was so weird um it's it's it, well that one i can't really there's one that i can't discuss uh, okay privately. that's fine um but there was one where this woman kept feeling a male presence in her room they didn't tell us the name but i'm sitting there and at the dinner at the the dining room table and she's feeling that it's her husband now i don't know her husband's name mm -hmm. i don't know what's going on but it was like he channeled through me and i don't channel <laughs> okay? <laughs> okay um but i used to be able i used to not want to say what i heard or say what i feel because i don't want people to think i'm nuts mm -hmm. but now i i'm open if something comes in my head i blurt it out and we're sitting there and she was so sad because she didn't feel that her husband, um, that, that he was, um, well, she felt a male presence, but she thought it was her husband. So I made sure that I told her it was her husband because I'm sitting at the table and I'm like, this is so weird. I'm like, you can't spend any more money. And she's like, what? <laughs> and I go, you need to pay your bills on time. And she goes, oh, my God, like that, <laughs> because he was a stickler. He paid the bills. He was always on time with his bills and da, 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 da. And he would yell at her for excessive spending on, on just stupid things. And she told me that. And I go, and I'm getting Manny. Manny is coming through. And she goes, oh, my God, I call my husband Manny. And I go, and she goes, his real name is Manuel, but I called him Manny. And, and, and it just, things came out and it gave her open, opened her eyes mm -hmm. and it was him. And, you know, and that's basically all I could do. You know, um, she told him that he can go on, he can move forward, that she's okay. And that she promises mm -hmm. that she will pay all the bills on time. Mm -hmm. He was just worried about all the stuff that he used to take care of. He wanted to make sure she did it. So it was really cool. And it, it was a, it was a positive kind of positive investigation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and after that, you know, she called me, she says, everything feels clear. Everything's good. Everything's happy. Thank you. And you know, that was it. So that one, 
that one was one of them that I I loved. So when you're when you're out on on the on these residential investigations, and you get a reading, on you know with somebody with a, you know that they don't realize you're getting a reading. Yeah. How do you tell that that, that, that you've hit the mark? Do they usually tell you they've hit the mark? Do they cry? Do they? When when I'm telling them these things, yeah, yeah. Oh, they cry, <laughs> and then like she, like I said, she responded to what I was saying. At first, at first, when I was saying you got to stop spending money, you better pay your bills on time, and then her eyes just lit up. She goes, "Oh my God, that's my husband," and I go, "And I'm getting Manny," and she goes, "Oh my God," but it was all happy. So mm -hmm. she made mm -hmm. sure that she did what he wanted out of respect. So and everything you, was fine. When you talk, uh, when you talked about that other case where you saw the aluminum foil, um, well, I was on one where the the, the sensitive of, of record was talking <laughs> to the mother, and she heard through the you know the ether regions that one of, that one of the kids was smoking weed. Do you ever get anything like that that you're going to have to break the news to somebody about that you know maybe they're not aware of? No, the only thing I I mean I've run into some things that uh, uh, I had to go to the bathroom really bad uh -huh. and this this investigation was kind of odd you know uh -huh. the people were acting weird and then I went to the back part of the house to go to the bathroom there was a bathroom back there and I'm I'm and I know this is visual but um, I was <laughs> sitting on the toilet. And I'm, I'm sniffing and I'm like, I'm like, someone, one of the clients just smoked the joint in here, you know? <laughs> and this was way before marijuana was legal. Right. And, uh, so I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh my God, you know? And then I'm, it's just getting really heavy. The, the, it was potent and pungent. And I'm like, it smells like someone is smoking weed now. And for some reason, I just went like this to the shower curtain and I looked over and they had all this stalks of weed hanging. Wow. They were drying their marijuana in there. So, yeah, that was that was a funny thing. But, you know, I didn't say anything. I just walked back in and just continued. <laughs> right, right, right. What's next for you? Um. Well, I, I, I do work with Full Circle Paranormal. Mm -hmm. um who do, they do events um i'm gonna be possibly doing one in april i'll be speaking at the washoe club um mm -hmm. and i also have one in october um i'll be collaborating with quite a few people hopefully this year like other mm -hmm. youtubers um right. i love to collaborate with everyone i love to learn from everybody you know and i love mm -hmm. to teach i love mm -hmm. mentoring younger adults that is my mm -hmm my go-to i mean you know they every time i i see young adults and they want to learn and I'm, I'm teaching them the ways my ways um hopefully the correct way um they always mention ghost adventures and all these shows and i'm like mm -mm, do not mention that it's a whole different thing um and and i you know they they love it i've taught them some things and I'm I'm gonna be possibly doing classes at the Nevada State Prison with people cool. that would like to learn, like Paranormal 101. Mm -hmm. Um, and all money that is made for that goes straight to the prison. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm thinking about doing the Washoe Club and maybe only having five people with me. 
and wow, yeah, um, all the money that is made from that is going to go towards an animal rescue, a local animal rescue here in Reno. Um, but I like to keep it small because mm -hmm. I want them to learn. I don't want any type of contamination or anything. Right. Um, pretty much I'm going to be jumping on my YouTube channel this year. I'm going to try and get that running and going. Um, and, you know, just doing what I love, hanging out with my team, uh, Reap Investigations West Coast, uh, doing a lot of things, hopefully going back east with them uh, to Pits uh, Pennsylvania. Um, and also we're going to have our founders come up here to Nevada and they'll be staying for a week in Virginia City with us. But other than that, I just keep myself busy and enjoy my friends and my family and just keep doing what I do. Can I'll continue to be a docent as well at the prison too. So well, you you mentioned reap investigations. Is that help does that help you how people can contact you or how can they contact you? Oh no, just contact me on um Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um I do have a TikTok. You can go on TikTok and look at my crazy stuff that I do. I like to make people smile. So um and that's um ghost underscore magnet one or ghost magnet, just look that up. Um, and then uh, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook. So. Isn't TikTok fun though? I, mean, I love it. It's if my I get addiction. To, if, I, if I get in, yeah, me too, if I get in a de depressed mood, people can tell because I'll be doing funny TikToks. And I think it's yeah. hilarious, it gets me it's, out of the mood. It's fun. I think I followed you. Okay, um, cool. You might wanna check. I'll have to um, check. <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 fun. It's, it's a therapy for me. Because me being an empathic person, I'm very, sometimes I get down, mm -hmm. like high yes. down. Yep. And and then I, I, I mean, there's been people message me saying, oh my gosh, you have no idea how, how you made my day. I was so sad. And then I watched your videos and they made me smile and happy. That right there hit me so hard. I love it. So, and that's why I do it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. It was great. Thank I loved you. it. We'll have to get you back you. on sometime. Absolutely. That and I'd great. like to say hi to Rhonda and Finding Unknown on YouTube. Please follow them. Um, okay. And Greg Ludwig. Hello. And also, anyone watching, please follow California Haunts on YouTube. Thank you. I appreciate it. All and right. You have, a, you have a great rest of your evening. I hope you have a great holiday. You too. Happy holidays. Mwah. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye. You too. Okay, guys, that was really fun. I learned a lot from her. It was great talking to her. I love talking to fellow empaths. I want to thank everybody that stayed for the whole show. Uh, it was great to see you all. It's great to meet you all. Greg, I'm going to just do this real quick. I have old eyes, so it's hard to do this. So, uh, you know, I've got uh, Finding a Gnome. we got Greg. we got Kimberly. We've got Carrie. We've got, uh, yeah. I know Maurice is out there, and some of my people are out there as well. If I missed a name, I'm sorry. But uh, thank you all for coming, and I really appreciate you coming. And like she says, if, if you have the opportunity to do so, please uh, subscribe to my YouTube page, and uh, I really appreciate that. All right, if you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. We're equal opportunity here. We just want to get the word out about our, our little old show, and uh, I, I hope we have something to interest you. If you go to our YouTube page, we have... Almost 800 videos sitting over there, all of this show, all kinds of different topics, all under categories, and uh, I think you'll find something that you like, all right? 
Okay, that being said, Sunday starts our reading. We do uh, Sunday reading day every Sunday where I read from a paranormal themed book for an hour. It could be, you know, it might be a fantasy book. It could be a, a true paranormal book. But uh, this starting this Sunday, obviously, we got the Christmas tree up back. Uh, and uh, so, obviously, we're going to be talking about and reading about creepy Christmas tales and creepy wintertime tales. So that's going to be starting on Sunday, and that'll be at 6 p.m. Pacific. So I'll see you all there. And once again, thank you all for coming. I just blinked out to wherever the Marios go again, but I'm back. So I want to thank you all for coming, and uh, have a great weekend, everybody. And I'll see you guys on Sunday. Bye. <laughs>